0: Everyone, Welcome to Black and White Reviews. I am Chuck. And I am Lee. And tonight we are doing an Amazon original. Ooh. The Tomorrow War starring Chris Pratt. And? And Yvonne Strahovski. And? J.K. Simmons. And I think J.K. means jacked up Simmons because he's pretty jacked up in this He's pretty show. jacked. Yeah. yeah good for, for him. For an old dude he's in good shape. <laughs> he was great. Um, so before we get started... This is kind of a first for Lee and I. Um, typically, we do shows and everything, and we have an under- we, we kind of like or have an understanding of how each other feels about the movie or the show before we go into it. <laughs> special treat tonight, or today,
1: we have no idea what the other person truly thinks of this movie Uh-oh. in the fullest. I, I, know I, I have a gr- very big, good idea of what I think you think. Because you reached out to us and said, "Oh my God, you gotta watch this movie. This movie's so good." It is, <laughs> but I have other thoughts into it as well too. Um, but before we get into
0: it, Lee, what were your thoughts on the movie?
1: So I don't, I don't have any notes on this. Um, I only got to watch the movie once. Um, I mean, I had, I probably had time, but I have a life outside of watching movies and TV shows. Um, there are so many different things that I thought. I mean, as we go through it, um, it'll come out a little bit more, but there's so many different other movies that I was comparing to this, you know, it's got like this Terminator element to it. It's got (laughs) this, um, um, like pitch black element to it, or, um, I am legend element to it. Like there's a lot of things that I was really kind of getting out of it. And I'm like, okay, all movies I enjoy. Um, I mean Pitch Black was Pitch Black Um, It it was much better than Alone in the Dark Much better (laughs) Uh, Most movies are better than Alone in the Dark Um, Yeah So um, As we go through it I'm sure a lot more will come out of it Um, I definitely enjoyed it I think um, Going into it with you saying how great it was It being an Amazon original And me me being pleasantly surprised with a lot of the stuff That Amazon uh, has been putting out for movies Maybe I had higher expectations because of how you set it up for me. Okay. Um, but did I enjoy it? Will I watch it again? Oh, multiple times. Yeah, I, I did enjoy the movie. Um, so that's my, you know, five-cent review uh, feeling on it. Your feelings on it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, personally, for me, I did call, and I was like, and
0: text both you and Will. And Probably, like, right like, after you finish the movie.
1: Yeah. I,
0: <laughs> for me... It was. There was one aspect of the movie that really gave me a bad taste, but outside of that, it was probably one of the more interesting takes on an alien movie mixed with time travel. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought they did a phenomenal job on how they made the aliens look. They were different. Mm. They were intelligent but dumb. Um, if that makes any sense. Um, they did a really good job. And I really, I'll be honest, I really enjoyed Chris Pratt in this movie. It oh, was fantastic. I thought he did phenomenal in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then there was a couple other side characters, too, that I thought were pretty funny. Um, his friend Charlie. Yep. Um, who
1: survived... Um, jellyfishing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was pretty funny through the whole movie. Well he didn't. He didn't actually go, remember? He did go. I thought he didn't. I thought his wife just gave him that shirt because you know, he was, yeah, he got the shirt
0: because he actually got stung so many times jellyfishing that he got mm-hmm. the sh- his wife got him the shirt as a oh, joke. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um I forgot I didn't write her name down, but she was <laughs> She was a she was one of the main characters in Twenty Four. Um, she played Chloe in Twenty Four for
1: most of the for that. But I look up her her name. Hold on. Do you know who I'm talking about? I think I do. And if it's the same person I'm thinking about, I, see, I don't have my. So computer before we up.
0: get to it, she's the. There's a part where they actually bomb the city mm-hmm. under the bridge, mm-hmm. and she says, "Go, I got this." Yeah.
1: So she she was the blind um woman at the bus station in Road Trip and they're they're messing with her and she just slowly (laughs) that's that's what i remember her from and that is a long time ago mary lynn yep my phone decides to load
0: in the Mm -hmm. middle of me looking something up go for it go figure yeah um mary lynn Rashkub. Mm -hmm. there you go can't pronounce the last name properly but hey you know what Um, I remember her primarily from 24. Mm -hmm. Um, She wasn't a big role in this, but she was basically the same character Mm -hmm. in this. Same attitude, same look, Um, but overall. But let's get into the movie. So this movie starts in 2051. 2051. Okay. And Chris Pratt and everybody else... Is falling out of the sky over a burning city. Yeah. So it's one of those movies where it starts in the future and then it's you know twenty-four
1: hours later. Yeah, let's let's go back and see how we got to this point. Right. Um I, I'm I like it and I don't like it. It was it was very much like the first thing we see is him going through a portal. And I'm just like, hmm. Not how I would have started it. Just this, just the image there. Right. Um, if it if it showed something else and then got to him falling, okay, maybe. But I just opening up with with like weird purple portal, not what I would have chosen. Right. Falling so. through
0: a sky, seeing hundreds of people just bouncing off the tops of city buildings, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the fact that he lands into this pool. Yeah. From like hundreds barely of feet up, barely, barely landed in the pool. From hundreds of feet up and survives and then on top of it when he falls into the pool somebody else who's falling above him falls on top of him mm-hmm. and he survives right magically yeah um, well he's Chris Pratt he's Chris so Pratt so he's Star movie Lord movie magic he's Star Lord <laughs> so of course he of course he survived that fall um, so when you're first watching it you're going what the heck is happening he gets out he basically loads his gun and then it rewinds back right kind of like in justice league the cider cut they don't tell you that they actually go back 28 years later right Right. they just it just kind of happens kind of happens and then they tell you about it later on into the film Mm -hmm. um now it comes back and he is on his phone walking across the street doing a basically a phone interview with the job What I don't get with this, and I wish they kind of used more of today's technology, is he's on his smartphone, and while he's on his smartphone, on the phone, he has headphones that are plugged into his phone, talking on the phone. We're in 2021. I'm curious as to why, when they actually did this, why they didn't actually use today's technology in the movie. Um, i mean being amazon they're a big promoter of technology especially today's technology why are they not using earbuds or something they're using
1: 10 year old plug in headphones while he's on the phone maybe that's just what he had i mean maybe that was that was um a testament to the the fact that he needed a job with better money airpods are what 100 bucks
0: yeah but did you see the house in the neighborhood he lives in?
1: That's why he can't afford AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> maybe he lost his Air, but it's I mean, maybe he lost his AirPods. You know, because he lost them, so he's prone to losing them. So he wants something with a wire. Some people prefer the wire still.
0: They, the phones I guess don't even have stuff. the ability to do it half the time anymore. True. <laughs> <laughs> um. So he comes into his house and you realize that it's he's having a Christmas party. And in this Christmas, he comes in and talks to his wife, gets a card from his dad, who's actually the cards actually for his daughter. He reads the card and then basically says he has no right to be in our lives. And he throws the card away. Right. (laughs) Then he's still on the phone. He goes out. He goes outside while he's on the phone call. And the guy basically tells him that they found somebody else with a job. So he gets mad, kicks a trash can. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's going to do something. Um, Probably let that aggression out. Uh, Kicks a trash can and then goes back in and enjoys the rest of the Christmas party. Enjoys? Enjoys. (laughs) Uh, Kind of. Well, you see him. He's sitting on the couch with his daughter and his wife. And they're sitting there watching... Soccer during a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Um and his daughter is giving him the you'll be okay speech, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and he sits there and goes, shouldn't I be giving you this speech? And mm-hmm. you can see over too, his wife is kind of thinking this is cute and adorable. Right. And you know, he's just And you can tell in this moment that aside from from his job, well the reason why is he has he adores his daughter and i think that's the biggest picture you get from this at this point is he adores his daughter um and then they're watching the soccer game and you can see in the background people just kind of chilling out partying or or having a few drinks and eating and everything and then in the soccer field that blue purplish light that you saw Mm. in the beginning Appears in the soccer field, and all this, all these military people come flooding out onto the soccer field, and you're seeing this in the TV show, and then the camera flips to actually being on out. the soccer field. Right. What did you think of? How do you how do you do you feel about this part happening? Like just well, coming in and doing it. Seeing seeing something. The
1: speech they give is, it, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. I'll get into that in a second. Right. So the whole concept of this movie I mean in a nutshell is the future comes back to enlist us to come and help them fight in the future and I'm like that's like when Doc comes back and says Marty you gotta come back with me <laughs> you gotta come back to the future what what's wrong He's like But your kids something's got to be done <laughs> about your kids like couldn't we just like fix it now and then not have to deal with this later Yes, and that's what ends up happening in this movie I get right. it. so when they said this' I'm, I'm still kind of like still don't understand why this movie was ne- needed to be made you know
0: right what I like about this though is they do drop hints throughout the movie as to why they take certain people and why right we get that they do that so all these military all these people from the military future military come out and then this
1: young girl comes out young 20s. Well, let's just talk about this the the imagery in this scene for a second too. I I liked it. Uh, so since Space Jam <laughs> the first one. Oh, the first Space yeah, Jam. Yeah. Okay. When when remember when the UFO shows up and then, you know, out comes, you know, Newman and he's just like, "Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jordan." <laughs> I believe <laughs> I can fly and he comes out there to play baseball again. Yeah. Yep. It's like, okay, like all these things were, you know, Something like a, a ship or something is happening on a sports field. And the only other one that I think of a lot now is a Dark Knight Rises where Bane shows up and just like, remember with the Gotham Knights? Yeah, but what about Superman Returns when Superman stops the plane and lowers it onto the baseball There's another field. one. Right. So, yeah, it's like it's just it's just <clears> taking from all those movies that just has like something going on on a sports field. Right. It's like, oh, OK. And it's like they they know that a lot of people are seeing this. Here's where you do something big because a lot of people will see it. So it's interesting they chose that point, that specific place. It's like, OK, here, everybody's watching the soccer game, even on Christmas, apparently, <laughs> you right. know, whatever it is. So what well, yeah. you would think too. soccer is, I mean, in America, football
0: is the biggest baseball with a close second. Soccer, though, is the number one sport worldwide. Mm-hmm. So if oh, you yeah, want to get the rest of the world, right? So if you want to get the world's attention, that would be the place to do it. Yeah. It's like the national stage right there. Mm-hmm. But I, I like how they do it. Cause they, you kind of see them come out and then they kind of like, they, cause they say you appear five to 10 feet yeah, above five to 10. Mm-hmm. and they just kind of <laughs> walk out and All do right. it. Um, and then she comes out with this speech I'm going to read the speech and It doesn't make sense to me, but I want your thoughts on it. It says, we are you Mm -hmm. 30 years in the future. It's really 28, but 30 years in the future, we are fighting a war. We are fighting a war. Our enemy is not human and we are losing. In 11 months time, all human beings will be wiped from the face of the earth unless you help us. We need you. Our fathers, mothers, and grandparents, we need you to fight beside us. If we stand a chance of winning this war, you are our last hope. Mm-hmm. First, totally stole that last line. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> but second, we're 30 years in the future, but in 11 months. In
1: 11 months of their time. They don't. Is that uh, what it means? what It means, of course. Yes. So
0: she's talking from her perspective. Right. Because I thought, I'm like, 11 months. How do they survive 30 years if they went 11 months? Right. Um, But then if you go into the future and you see Chris Pratt and the people he's with, they Mm. say in a few weeks.
1: Well, yeah. So. Things changed. Who knows? Um, Well, no reason being, a few weeks is because there was time that happened between them showing up. Yeah, remember? Because time went by
0: when they showed up the 11, time he gets drafted. Yeah, it, was, it was
1: like 10 months later when True. he got drafted because it was it was it, I, th- I forgot what the time stamp was but it showed that's the one downfall is they never give a time stamp in this movie they did they said so many months later after that i didn't see it yeah they did that was the whole point so you knew the time went by since they arrived and right then, and the people are all kind of used to it just like we're all kind of used to masks so throw a new Del- delta variant out at us and it's like great I'm going to put your masks back on. Nope, I'm not. Um,
0: after this, they go through a huge military montage mm-hmm. for two or three or four minutes um, showing people getting transferred to the future, people being drafted, um, so, everyday people really just being brought into you know, the idea of saving the future of the planet. Hmm. So to me, this is an Armageddon movie. Mixed with Terminator. It's just instead of the bad guy coming back and then the good guy following, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the good guys just come back. Yeah. So. Um, what I liked about this, and I thought Chris Pratt did a really, really good job in this, is Chris Pratt is usually going to be your average, I would say, your action hero mm. to a degree. I mean, he was the hero in Jurassic World. He was obviously the hero in
1: Guardians. Um, yeah, but he was like very plucky. The, the, the plucky. <laughs> he, actually, that was the term that Tony Stark used for them. Plucky. He's a. Go-
0: he's a. He's like a. He's not your serious. No. He's he's gonna be yeah plucky is a good word. He's your comical action hero. Right. In this movie. <laughs> He is intelligent, he's smart,
1: he's put together, he's totally different than what he's played he's, before. He's different than the other characters, and I thought that was great. Um, I mean, so the first thing I was really, I, I knew about him, I don't know if it was Guardians of the Galaxy or Parks and Rec. Um, I never really watched Parks and Rec, I tried to. Neither And he was like, you know, he was like out of shape, he was like... Um, had, like, a cast on his leg. That was the whole point, is that he fell near a construction site, so they like he was, like, living off of, like, a suit that he had because <laughs> he fell and broke his leg. Um, so he's just, like, lazy and, you know, tubby. After that, he ended up, like, training hard and getting jacked, and then they, that's why they kept showing him shirtless in Guardians of the Galaxy all the time, just right. to show it <laughs> off. And it's like, whoa, good for you, man. And then this movie, um, do it once or twice, too. Right. Um, but I think... One thing I'll say is I'm watching, I've been watching stuff with Chris Pratt, and I mean, one, I'm happy he's a Christian, that's cool, Um, that he brings it up, Um, but the other thing, it's strange because I don't feel like he's super versatile, like, nothing against him, I just don't, I don't, I don't see, I'm not watching his stuff and saying, wow, what an amazing job he did on such and such, I'm just like, he's good here, Right. he's good here, like, Again, no offense to him, but his characters are different enough where you're not just saying, "Oh he's just typecast you know he's, right. he's he's set in this because he does this no he did a really good job on
0: it well I think that's what makes him a good actor too is the fact that you, he seamlessly fits into the role right you're you're not really he's such i think he's such a good actor that he's you know that he's not you don't see him trying to act right right you know what I'm saying like you can tell. Like I've seen Class B movies where you see someone like pretending they're scared, you're like, "This is horrible," right? This is or an action movie. That's a Class B action movie. It's not an action movie. It's someone <laughs> put together awful scenes and then threw in a minute or two of action, "quote unquote" action, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it came out with this horrible movie. But he fits into the roles very well. Yeah, um, I'll give him that. I'd love to see him do. Has he done anything like?
1: this is kind of like a romance comedy i haven't seen i don't think he has i I think probably again i don't have my oh man i'm so out of sorts tonight i'm out of sorts because i don't i I, you're doing all the notes and everything so i don't have my stuff with me i'm not really i'm just kind of here with the microphone but basically um he's done a lot of other stuff there was a movie passengers that he did i didn't see that was like a sci-fi type thing um i've never seen that yeah me neither it's him and uh and what's her face there um jennifer lawrence um that was chris pratt i thought that was ryan reynolds nope
0: yeah well they're on the they're on the um the the space station or the spaceship
1: um and they're the only two on it no maybe maybe i was wrong i thought it was him no passengers it's him okay um he was a magnificent seven um i didn't see jem in the holograms but he was in that <laughs> Parks and Rec obviously Lego movie um that was a great movie yeah i mean he's he's been in stuff but um as far as like um lead roles no i don't think he's done a lead role in like a rom-com or anything like that
0: right mostly action <clears throat> which this is mostly action too but it's a different type of action for him true so um, To to go you at this point you you it, it scrolls over to he's walking into a high school and you find out that he's a high school teacher. Uh, <laughs> I just and it's funny because he's sitting there t- teaching a class and his class is bored out of their mind. Yep, because I mean think about it, they're they're in the know that their world is going to end at some point in time or another so they're like why do we even care about learning anything right but he's like it's 30 years into the future i mean what would you do yeah would you would you still learn or would you just give
1: up at that point well it depends i guess i mean that's that's the thing is like i'm not surprised that the kids you know wouldn't care um but but i i love i love the whole scene We've got these characters in there who, like, all the kids are just kind of annoyed, like, I'm not dealing with this, what is that? Um... And then you've got the character, Was his name, Martin? Martin. Martin was... I was so happy that Martin was in this movie. And as soon as they said later on... In, I mean, whatever, spoiler alert. As soon as they said later on, he's like, do we know anybody who knows anything about volcanoes? I started laughing. And they go right to Martin, and he's like, this is the greatest day of my life. Right. Like, <laughs> it was too perfect how it tied in. I didn't expect it. Um, I didn't expect it to come back to that, but it, it worked out so well.
0: No, they did a brilliant job because he actually he's trying to get his class engaged and he asks the class what gets you guys excited and the only one who raises his hand is martin Mm -hmm. nobody else cares and he's (laughs) like is there anybody else besides martin and finally he goes what do you want to talk about he's like volcanoes (laughs) (laughs) and you can always you can obviously get the fact that that's all he talks about Mm -hmm. um and then all of a sudden you see he gets a phone call and Chris Pratt, his character's name is James Forrester. He gets a phone call, or you see his alert come on his phone. He now is being drafted. And this is where you find out who is being drafted and why. Um, I like it, and I don't like it. <laughs> I like it because the idea that the people are not around in the future are... Because they 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 come back and they get people who have already who died before
1: their time, right? Before that time, right? Because the point is they're not going to be there anyway, so, so they're not affecting the timeline, right?
0: But wouldn't the people coming back into the pe- into our present affect the timeline though?
1: You would think so, but that's not how they're they're making it out to be here. Thank you. Slam dunk. <laughs> um,
0: right. But if the people from today going 28 years into the future might affect the timeline. But them coming back
1: yeah. doesn't affect the timeline. Well, I mean, you know, it's kind of <laughs> like here, here Lo- Lo- we go. Loki's well, variant no. versus the Avengers. One affects it and one doesn't. Well, the, the difference with that, though, and what they've been proving with Loki, for example, is that... When is that when you go back in time, it's not affecting the future of it so much as it's affecting you're just you're just going onto to another another universe. It's a different universe, It's a different branch. Yeah. And that's that's it's weird, but that's what they're doing here. They're not saying it's it's going this way or that way. It's just there's another branch that's doing a different universe, which it's not. I don't think it's so much what they're doing here, but the question comes down to if you send people back in time then that means the people who grow up to be you have to do it again. And then people who, and then they keep on going. And there we go. Yeah. And it's, it, it almost reminds me of that, that I mean, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. He's like, he's just sitting there. like, what do we do? Think trash can, trash can. And then suddenly the, a trash can falls on his dad's head. because He's like, Oh, let's just make sure when we're done with this, we go back and set up a trash can for next time. Like, Wait, what? (laughs) It's it's just time travel just ruins people's minds. Or like in the end of this, if they actually, because how they actually
0: beat it out, Mm -hmm. the future that they that they get in touch with never actually happens. Um. So therefore, the people that came back originally would never have had to come back in the first place. Mm -hmm. So, and and I had a question about that too. So, you're saying that in marvel Mm -hmm. their idea of a multiverse quote-unquote is if we go back in time that creates a different branch so the original branch is still continuing this creates a different quote-unquote universe that's happening simultaneously with parallel to the other one right but because you went back in time it just created a branch right so with that being said if that happened let's say 15 times there would be 15 exact duplicates of you yes whereas in loki now right whereas in loki there was 30 different variants they use of Mm -hmm. him but they weren't the exact same no so it
1: doesn't carry true or hold true to their definition of what a multiverse really is well no so there's a few different things one um, the multiverse wasn't e- d- couldn't exist um because what's his face was keeping everything pruned and setting it just one timeline. <laughs> <I said it. laughs> <laughs> just an excuse to use the word pruned. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's the point. pruning the branches you' you're, they were pruning it. So um he who remains, you know, Kang the okay guy, um was basically. Yeah, he was keeping things in order, so there wasn't a multiverse. There wasn't stuff like that. Now, these variants were being pulled out, and then they somehow were surviving in the place that people go when they get pruned. So, I don't know. There's a lot of things we can look at, but then we can go back to like when Cap went back to go drop off the stones where they belonged. It's like, well, what does that mean? Well, that was just one timeline, and it was meant to happen for some reason. So, that does make sense then. But now that Kang is out of the picture or whoever that variant of Kang was is out of the picture, now we've got branches again. Now it's a multiverse. I wonder if Cap going back, because he actually never lived through that, him
0: living through, it would have changed everything still. Because, what was it, 70 years later, 50 years later? Yeah. That, today's, what was it, 2010 when it came out? 12. What, Avengers? Yeah. No, when Cap
1: became D. de-thawed two thousand ten. Yeah, it must have been two thousand twelve because Avengers uh, Avengers came out in twenty twelve.
0: Right, but I mean,
1: for Captain America came out before that. Right, but he was thawed out at the end of it. That's so, true. So, so Avengers that's, he so was so it thawed out two thousand
0: twelve. So, if there was seventy years of no cap around to create the history we have now. Him going back and living through it would have created a
1: completely different timeline. Yes.
0: But. It's so confusing.
1: <laughs> we're not talking about Marvel tonight. How do we. We, we usually. It's time travel. <sighs> I know. Any show that. We'll talk about Back to the Future? No, not tonight. <laughs> so. I was thinking about that earlier, though. <laughs> of course you were. What is your arm? And you said, Ooh, Back
0: to the Future. Oh, that arm. So this part that comes up is he actually goes in to get drafted and there's this machine and they say, stick your arm in here (laughs) 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 and bite down on this mouthpiece. Mm. And all I can think of is any movie where you stick your hand into this hole to grab a lever or something like that and you have no clue what's in it. Indiana Jones is
1: all I think of. Indiana Jones. (laughs) That's
0: a temple of doom. (laughs) wasn't the guy's arm like shriveled up at the end of that movie or or something, something else something like it was the bugs inside of it temple the, of Doom. Mu- the mummy no it was when they went through the thing and she had to put her oh, hand oh yeah she did yeah bugs. It was bugs yeah i think
1: there was something like that in the mummy too and there's been stuff like that where you stick your hand in some unknown hole and then it comes back just a skeleton or something or right yeah or it's half eaten right, or right. something
0: um, so he takes his arm into this thing, and you see this x-ray machine kind of imprinting things into his arm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. But then he pulls his arm out, and he has this whole arm shield on his arm. Right. Um, which we come to find
1: out is his tracker. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah. And his, what would you call it? Uh, what What did they call it? like his jump sleeve or something it was something about yeah it actually brings him back
0: right It, it brings that's him allows, back that's what allows seven him to travel. Days. yeah <clears throat> right so this is quite funny there is a fly somewhere in this
1: room lee has this tennis rocket looking bug zapper dude i just started using this a couple days ago this thing is hilarious <laughs> Have and you seen these work? Yeah, I have. <laughs> and the only thing going through my mind right
0: now is Encino Man. Shoot fly, Shoo Shoo fly, fly, Shoo fly, don't bother
1: me. Shoot fly, don't bother me. Shoot fly, don't bother me. Because you belong to my friend Link. Hmm. <laughs> Meat group. Meat group. <laughs> yeah, I got a pretty big spider with this thing last night. I had to, I had to zap him three times
0: it took three times <laughs> yes. to kill a
1: spider dude it was one of those big house spiders you know not they're not daddy long legs but they're like the massive yeah yeah he did not want to go or she i think it was a she so to <laughs> the movie in this <laughs> in this process
0: of him being drafted they tell they tell him why he is the one or
1: why him and everybody else are the ones being brought to the future and you find out that he's. They don't really tell him. He's still trying to figure that out. Like he saw something. Like what did you guys see? What are you talking about? What do you mean nine years? What like what? Like he never really got a clear answer to. Well, what Well, they going tell on.
0: him that on October thirteenth, twenty 2030, seven years later, he dies. Mm-hmm. So he then sa- he kind of puts two and two together and says, "Oh, okay. So the ones that are bringing to the future that are." that your, you're bringing the ones that are all, that are dead in that time frame anyways right um, which again with time travel they're mm. alive in that time but they're not but they are but they're not so it's it's like they died but then they are brought back you know 21 years in this in his case 21 years later then it zooms over to his wife is leading a support group of people who have already traveled and come back. Right. I want to know how she can support people when she herself has
1: never done it. I don't know. I think. I don't know. No idea. Zero clue? Zero clue. <laughs> I, I've got nothing. Sorry. <laughs> it was my question, too. I mean, maybe she's just a counselor and just like. Most counselors, <laughs> they went to school for it. That's why they're there.
0: Well, he comes in and he stands there and he slowly lifts up the sleeve of his shirt, showing
1: this arm yeah, Just enough to
0: reveal that. And you see the look of distress all over her face. hmm And she tells him that he needs to have this thing removed. Only one person who can do it. And there's only one person who can do it. Daddy-o. And that is his dad, played by J.K. Simmons. J.K. Rowling. And this was actually a pretty funny part of the. It was serious, but it was funny, because he's talking to his dad, and his dad's looking at it, <laughs> and then he throws his drink all over him. Oh. He just splashes well, I mean, it with
1: his water. Oh, well, I mean the whole the whole back and forth was was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. I mean the the conversation is like, oh, I like your new hardware. It's like, yeah, yours too. And he's like, oh, you know, three fifty seven Desert Eagle. No big deal. It's nice. 50 cal. No big deal. (laughs) Love
0: the Jeep outside.
1: Yeah. They're
0: going back and forth. And he splashes his beer or whatever all over Chris Pratt. Mm -hmm. And Chris Pratt gets taken back. He's like, what? Do you think I'm wearing a wire or something? (laughs) His dad is so... He's a is he a conspiracy theorist? Oh yeah,
1: he is. He's just doesn't trust doesn't trust the doesn't government. Trust. Doesn't trust him. He's finally there. But doesn't doesn't Chris Pratt go along with the whole like it's okay, guys? Like yeah, at the very <laughs> end, he's okay, guys. I'm
0: you know it's, everything's all clear. No worries. <laughs> 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 and he decides to you know what, basically screw it. I'm going to leave the armband on. I'm not going to have you help me out of in this, in yeah, this. case. because there's obviously bad blood. Something happened. We know that his dad takes off, we, and there is conversation later on, but they don't really get into depth about
1: no, it. No, <clears you throat> he abandoned his family, and that's all that we know. It's all that, that we know. But it's, it's, fun, it's weird, I because mean, that is so strong that he would leave his daughter. He would leave his daughter, who he cares obviously so much about, after he made the effort to go all the way out there and talk to his dad. He's like, you know what? Never mind. I'm, I'm more mad at you than I love my daughter.
0: In the, yeah, because he was taken out <laughs>
1: so he could stay with his daughter. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Um, but then he goes and he tells his daughter, and she's digging in the backyard. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's digging in the backyard for I, I. She wants to find worms so she can make penicillin or something, right? She's looking for a vaccine. Yeah, looking for vaccines. And I'm like, so he's like, "This is how you do it," and he digs down and he cuts some
0: cable. I have no clue what the cable's for. He's like but he's like crap. That's supposed to be a lot deeper than it really is. And then he bribes his daughter to take the blame. <laughs> 10 bucks that uh, you tell your mom that you did this and she's like mm, yeah, 20. 20. <laughs> and then it goes into the Independence Day July 4th speech as he's getting ready and this right. is the speech. You hear you see this montage of people getting ready. And this guy says, you are now heroes. You answered the call. It was a cry for help from future generations. It was the voice of our children, and they need you. Mm. The sacrifice you make now is for them. You won't be fighting for your country. You'll be fighting for the world. That is an Independence Day speech. You know, the whole July 4th is no longer Independence Day for America, but it's now the world's Independence Day, right. basically. Right. You know, it, it's crazy. And then this is where we start meeting the people. Charlie is the guy
1: who gets the stingray. Um, he's the comedic sidekick. I thought he was great. I thought he. I thought he was. He was perfect. Oh yeah, he fit the bill right. It, it, it was. It was a different take on. It, it was a slightly different. It just seemed different. I don't know how else to put it. Like he. He could be, like, annoying, but he was, like, smart and annoying. I don't know, his character was really played well. I, I think he had, like, it. two masters or two PhDs. Or, yeah. I mean, he was brilliant. Right.
0: Which was great. He was the head of an R&D company. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which he brought up. And, <laughs> um, and then you have um, Marilyn Lynn Rash-cub. Um Her name is Nora in this. Um, and then you see Dorian. You're introduced to dorian who's been in mm-hmm. multiple tours this is his third tour and he keeps on doing it and he keeps on doing it Falling um totally. and he has the claw of one of the
1: aliens yeah which they call white spikes white spikes yeah, yeah because they shoot out white, white spikes. spikes yeah they could have they
0: could have given it a better name yeah i mean it works yeah but still um and you see a little bit of small talk, and they're all prepping for deployment. And then all of a sudden, again, you don't know why there are some holes in here. You don't know why there, because they have this thing where they call that every seven days is the Sabbath for them, where the white spikes they tend hunt to go. and attack for yeah. six days. On the seventh day, they go back in, and it's quiet, which is the days where they recruit people and then send them back. Yeah. In this case, though. They get recruited well before the Sabbath, and no one knows why. Mm -hmm. And then the portal happens, and there's this giant room.
1: Yeah. And they're all standing in rows. Well, they even said right there, like, we're not supposed to be going for, like, four more days. Like, what's the deal? And like, well, the war doesn't wait, so here we go. Right. Now, here's where I would have something different. They're still—they're facing
0: the front— and it starts from the front, and it goes to the back. And when you're in the back row, you have now watched this entire group of people being right. sucked up right. into this thing. I would have started it from behind, so you're not That's watching what's happening.
1: <laughs> right. Well, whatever. You're sitting the, there, ideal, the ideal situation is You're not sitting gonna... there watching it going...
0: You even see Chris Pratt's face. He's like, uh, what's happening? These people are getting lift off the ground and then sucked into this. Now, the the effects were pretty cool. Oh yeah. It was this room and it was this force field that s- turned into this wormhole. Right. And how they explain it is actually like a raft on a river. They're always transferring downstream, but they can only transfer from one raft to the other. Right. So it's always exactly
1: 28 years right. there's, from there's this a specific moment. time that they have and right. you have to have the machine on both sides. Wait. But how was it done in the first place? That's my big question. How did they send people back in the first place if the machine didn't exist? But suddenly then they have it. Okay. That's the
0: that question is in every time travel movie I've ever had. I've never watched a single time travel movie where I've never, or I haven't questioned how the heck it happened without ruining <laughs> something, even end game. <clears throat> I still have questions about that, too. Um, this is where they're told that the jump link will drop you five to ten feet above the ground, um, and then to be prepared because you might just fall, yeah, <laughs> five to ten feet. You you think that that's
1: not a big deal? But have
0: you ever fallen ten feet onto concrete? I, I kept concrete? thinking about
1: that when they said that. I'm like five to ten. I'm like five feet's pretty high. I mean, where well your feet? So your feet are five feet off the ground, not, not your head. Right. Which you know is normal for most people. But okay, so you're going to be dropped ten feet. Ten feet is high. But hey, whatever. I mean, it's like falling off of a basketball hoop. Just yeah. falling. Yep. Yeah. Get ready. That would hurt. Yeah, Uh, but not for action heroes. No. I mean, they jump out of, you know, buildings. I mean, these guys fell hundreds of feet into a 10-foot pool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this is where we pick up from where the movie started. We're in Miami. The city is burning. It's destroyed. It's on fire. It's your average apocalyptic scene. And Bury. Who, all we know at this point is the command. She
1: calls into his comm. Was she like Delta Command or so? It was, was something Command. Um, the comm that he has in his ear. Yeah. From 2021. 20, right.
0: Is able to link up with her comm system in 2051. Right.
1: Because it was their technology. Correct. But their technology
0: could also connect with people back 28 years later. This is like high-tech technology. It's stuff that you have to just, I think I just you have to just accept it to a degree. It's walkies, same technology. Yeah, but it, a lot of that technology interacts with people 28 years before too.
1: <laughs> Not the same time.
0: Yeah, his armband still is tracing back to 28 years. They're tracking him back. That's how they're tracking him. That's what the whole armband thing is for. They're tracking everything. The future is tracking them. It's not true. The future, yes. The future people that are living 28 years earlier are tracking him from the past in the future. No. They're the same people. They're both tracking them. That's how I took it. I could be wrong. But that's how I took it. Um, But he's taking commands from... This young lady. And he's going to find a research team. And rescue them. And rescue them. Which doesn't happen. Because they get to the facility... And they're not just dead. They're dangling in the middle of this courtyard... Hanging there, um, and he, you know, reluctantly gives the call back, saying, "I'm sorry, um, they haven't made it." So now the next mission is get all the get the hard drives, get the vaccines, get the medic, the stuff they need, and bring it to the command center. Right. They need all the all the research info. So they grab it all, and then I will have to admit, this is where the action gets pretty good for me. What was your What was your thoughts on the action in this movie? I didn't take it as it wasn't your average
1: action to me. It was better, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. Well, we didn't really know how these white spikes worked and what they were all about. Like when we when they looked out and saw like people just like going down out of nowhere and then being like eaten by something. Like what just happened and now what's happening? Here, you see that they have these tentacles that shoot out these spikes and they they're a really good aim because right. that's just their body it's like oh man imagine having like weapons like that and being able to shoot stuff up there was a x-men character who did that right yeah i was, just, I was actually just thinking of that in x-men 3 and he's actually throwing it at wolverine yeah he's, he's like comes out of his hands and yeah yeah so um it's like bone stuff that's right. what was kind of cool so same idea here is they're producing these marrow arrows Mm, arrows. <laughs> Marrows. Marrows. <laughs> and, um. So getting this, looking up, getting a reveal of what these creatures look like a little bit and more and more, um, it's cool because at first I didn't really know much about this movie. I'm just like, what is this? Like, you know, like mini Cloverfield aliens, something. That was my thought at first too. Yeah, I and then no seeing clue this, what to expect. Yeah, right. I like that it, it was not the direction they went with it, but these had. They looked more like animals, not just some random thing with like a, you know, weird um sphincter mouth, you know, like Right. So I, I like this. Sphincter mouth, that's a good way of putting it I didn't say butthole. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. I, I just did. But <clears throat> yeah, no these things um I liked how they were how they were put together and then seeing this scene oh I forgot <clears throat> the funniest part was when when Char Charlie With the gun. And uh, I'm not going to repeat it, but basically he was just, just, he says, he says, um, basically crap, 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 for like like two straight minutes as he's running backwards shooting at it. it. And I laughed so hard because I'm like yeah I mean what else would you say you, he's not a he's not a soldier he's just trying not to die right and it reminds me of me playing video games where I'm running away backwards trying to shoot these you know aliens or whatever and I'm like crap 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 grab. <laughs> so I thought it was fantastic the good the cool thing about it is there was a two teams there was team uh, like the R division and then the D division right right oh, not R&D um, whatever it was yeah the R&D yeah well they were research you know because they were the scientists so, um, all of these people there have some level of science background, right? and that was the whole point. so it, it's great that they have this, but they're also not fully trained. Um, Dan, the main character, Dan Forrester here, obviously was trained. He did spend time in Iraq. That was part of you know he d- was in the military at one point, so he does have that knowledge, and that's why he's their point guy. Well, said that
0: a- and that was a funny part, too, right before they when he first meets Charlie, mm-hmm. Charlie starts. You, you can see that it's a nervous like he just talks because he's nervous and chris pratt uh forrester he's oh it's not that bad and he's like what well, you seem very calm and chris goes it's a long story and then charlie goes ex-military he goes maybe not so long of a story <laughs> yeah, pretty quick kind of a short story kind of a know. short story <laughs> <laughs>
1: So that was in the trailer. So I kind of—I already knew that was happening. I'm like, okay. I do like how they sprinkled some funny stuff like that into the film. It wasn't over. It was not over the top at all. It could have been even. It could have even been a little bit more. Um, I'm still trying to figure out what his dad meant about um, Stevie Nicks showing up in her birthday suit with a jar of pickles. <laughs> Maybe. Oh no. <laughs> I just don't understand the pickles, but I don't now. I don't want to. No, nope. <laughs> but, but it's like obviously a very J.K. Simmons type response. Just his his character was great in this. Oh, didn't somebody call him Conspiracy Santa at one point? <laughs> I think so. Yes.
0: Well, he's shaved head, big bushy beard, um, and he's a conspiracy theorist. He's so. a conspiracy theorist.
1: <laughs> conspiracy um, Santa.
0: At this point, they when they first see the white spike, they're actually in this staircase and you don't really see it no you see like this you see this weird tentacle you so all you see is the tentacle that comes out right um, and then it shows you its face <coughs> and it's I mean it's like beastie it's mm. creepy looking yeah but it's not your average
1: alien at all no it's actually a really cool like you were saying it's more animalistic um yeah yeah
0: they did a, i thought they did a really good job with the with the design of this um and then you, they start shooting at it and the and this is when the first bit of action really happens
1: they're shooting at it and nothing's happening to it oh yeah well we were told earlier um when they were training neck you know, and stomach neck and stomach are the only two areas that they're actually vulnerable
0: right but they're just aimlessly
1: i mean oh, what would you do I mean well, yeah. you're just aimlessly shooting at it. It's doing nothing. It's bounced the bullets. Well, you think at one point it might hit the stomach of the neck if you keep shooting in that area, but you know, broken clock is right twice a day at least. At least. Um the guns with this were cool. They were
0: shooting like sparks, which I didn't get, but I thought it was a cool effect. As they were shooting it, there was like sparkler sparks coming out the side of the gun, which <laughs> was weird. But it was just a cool <laughs> effect. Um I wanna see a movie where they like this, not like a Rambo movie, but a movie like this where gunplay or gunfire is realistic and not so over-the-top dramatic.
1: Mm-hmm. Kind of like G.I. Joe, where it's just ridiculous. Like, stupid I didn't ridiculous. bother with those movies. You've never seen them? No, I didn't bother. I have no interest. <laughs> People are like, oh, Snake Eyes. I'm like, yeah, that looks really bad. <laughs> At this
0: point in time, they are running. Now they're running through a hallway. Chris Pratt comes face-to-face with one. Uh And he's being the big guy and he's shooting. Now he gets an axe. The axe, that was the best part. And he hits it with the axe. and The thing's picking him up with the axe embedded in him. Mm -hmm. And then Dorian comes over,
1: slides underneath, and shoots it in the neck. And then reiterates... First of all, he takes the axe and tries to hit it in the head with it, and since it's got this, like, skull that's super armored, it just kind of slides right off his head and goes right into the floor. Right into the floor, right. And he freaks out, like, oh, the axe is stuck, and I'm two feet away from this thing, so he rips it up. And gets him underneath and I'm like oh okay he gets it right in the neck and I'm like okay that was that worked out but still like when he did that I'm like oh my god he's gonna die why is he not why did they didn't like white spike him yet like right so that was like some unrealistic stuff if you're fighting with that thing and that thing has arms and can do this and it has its tentacles like h- how was he surviving this long right well, I don't you know. even see well, because different he's parts. the
0: main actor well aside from that but you see different parts you see their legs getting shot off mm-hmm and they're just still running yeah it's these things are impervious to pain apparently Hmm. um so now they're out in the street and they're running and he's still talking to command and she is saying stay away from any area that's full of red smoke because the red smoke running through the red smoke (laughs) as they're running through the red smoke right because the red smoke is where they're going to they're actually going to have military fly over and bomb the area right Here's what I like. I remember an episode, you and Will were talking about something futuristic. I think it was Fifth Element. Mm -hmm. You guys were talking about how so many futuristic movies, even in um, Back to the Future, where 30 years into the future, 20 years into the future, they have flying cars or hovercrafts or stuff that seems unrealistic.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: In this movie all the technology was advanced, but it was realistically advanced. Right. Planes were still... Jets were still jets. You know, guns were still guns. The technology of the day, it kind of stayed in line with how it would advance from now until then in real life.
1: Right. And I think what's cool about that is the focus... I mean, over those 28 years or so, is they were focusing on fighting these things. They weren't focusing so much on, like, how can we make our cars fly better? You know, so I think that's what we were kind of getting, is people weren't focused on that. They were in the middle of a war. So they're not going to have some super crazy advanced stuff. But then again, what have we seen for technology, I mean, transportation technology in the past 28 years? Not much of a difference. You know we still have buses we still have cars we still have all these things right um nothing's really changed right so we're not going to see a huge difference yep so right. um you were saying i don't remember now we're <laughs> talking about the technology
0: oh yes um So I like that. But at this point in time... Ooh, snacks. What are they? Snacks. Tell me, is it good? I
1: don't know. Looks like little meatloaf balls.
0: At this point in time, bombs are being dropped. And it's the ever-so-infamous scene of them running and barely escaping the explosions. Mm -hmm. And massive streets being destroyed. Oh, yeah. And this is where no, um, Nora and other random guy is... They're actually being chased by white spikes. Hundreds of them now. Oh, yeah. And they're like, we got this. We're going to stay and kill them. And then everything gets destroyed. Chris Pratt and all of his friends get knocked off. Get like that explosion force. What, what's it called? It's so late. Kaboom. The kaboom. <laughs> knocks him out. He wakes up a few days later in the Dominican Republic. So he went from the from Miami to the Dominican Republic, which is where the command center is.
1: I wonder how he got there. <laughs> I'm assuming by plane or helicopter? Helicopter, mostly helicopter. There were still,
0: they were still in the midst of, all these white spikes were still out and about. I mean, they did bomb certain areas, but there were still hundreds of them out there.
1: Well, I thought what was amazing is remember when they were running and then the, the cars were coming to pick them up, like the the um, the Humvees were coming to pick them up. Oh, later on, in, later. No, it was this. Yeah, and they, they were running, and as soon as they were getting up there, like, like oh, good, we're saved. All of a sudden, they just got attacked by, by the White Spikes, and they're the destroying white... the Hummers. Yeah, it was insanity. Yeah. Like, the way that, they, that it happened, you're like, oh, here we go. And you're like, oh, never mind, no. no, nope, <laughs> not going to happen. Ridiculous. Um, at this
0: point, he wakes up, and he sees Charlie. hmm And him and Charlie are having the conversation as to why they're both fighting. And mm-hmm. you realize that the reason why he is fighting is for his daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he comes out, and one of the military personnel come in and say, "We're looking. We need you. Command's looking for you." And then he looks. They look over at Charlie and say, "We're redeploying you." And he's like, "No, yeah, nope, not doing it. Not, (laughs) nope, not doing it." (laughs) He's so adamant about. He's like, "I'm gonna kill myself. Yeah, like I'll die. It's not happening." Um. So, Forrester goes out and he meets. The command. And she is Colonel
1: Forrester. And he's like, is that with two R's or one? Right. And it's like, the thing is, I was not surprised whatsoever. Like, yeah, I was not surprised whatsoever in the whole beginning of it because it was pretty obvious. You see her and you're like, well, it's Yvonne Strahovski. Mm -hmm. So obviously she's playing somebody of pretty big importance, not just somebody over the intercom. So as soon as I saw her in there, I'm just like, oh. That's his daughter, right? Clearly, like that's why they have some code name for her, and then they say Colonel Forrester. Okay, that all makes sense. Um, so yeah, I, maybe that was supposed to be a big reveal. It was not. They didn't. They didn't disguise that much. No, at all. I don't think it was meant to be. Well, I mean, because they because they pile on so heavily
0: his relationship with his daughter in the beginning of the show, and Um, the, his love for his daughter is so heavily thrown at us in the first 20 minutes of this show. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I mean, more so than his marriage, this relationship between him and his daughter is like the premise of the beginning of the show. Right. Mm -hmm. So we do know that, you know, they just, they made it very obvious for this is happening. Um, She, now, he finds out, hey, she's like, hey, dad. And he's like, hey. You know, they have their back and forth. And she doesn't really want to get into relational stuff at all because she's hurt. Because you find out later on that he left. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically does what his dad did. Mm -hmm. And he wants to know the reason, because she brought him there specifically. She asked for him specifically.
1: Do it. Oh. Um, she I, I asked, think the emperor should do a Nike commercial. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she. So out of all these people that come from the past to the future to the, her present. She specifically asks for him. She tells him she specifically asks for him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He proceeds to ask, "Why did you ask specifically for me?" And she goes, "You don't need to know that. Right? Not right now, at least. Right? Why give away that you came? You
1: called for me specifically, then? No idea. So as much as I loved this movie, there's a lot of holes. Well, I think the thing is, she wants she wants to connect with him, but she doesn't want to connect with him too. So she wants to share what's going on, but then she's like struggling with it. She's like, I want to, but no. uh, The internal struggle. Yeah. Right. That's how I kind of picked it up at So she goes into how these
0: creatures work. There's one female and there's thousands of males. And it's like a beehive, would you call it? Where there's just one queen and then all these other working bees or whatever, and they go out and they do all the damage and they have found a way to kill the males, but they have not found a way to kill the female. The males can die from this toxin, but the female doesn't. So until they can kill the female, nothing matters. So the goal now is to, is to figure out, from this point on in the movie, is to figure out how to kill the queen of this hive alien force. Right. So now we're into the basics of every alien invasion movie ever. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Like ever. And we, we, we fast forward a little bit to they know where the female is. So now we're just there. We're mm-hmm. in a chopper and we're hovering over it. Right. And there's these underground caves
1: with these like teepee holes. I don't know. What would you... They were um, nest-like. I don't know. They were weird.
0: Yeah. They fall into it. Sorry. Or they, they slide down a rope into it. And they're trying to capture the female by tying her up and dragging her into this cage. Right. At one point in time, Chris Pratt is... Because he's told us in The same Chopper, but then doesn't listen, obviously. Like, action hero of the movie. He's not going to pay attention, especially to his own daughter. No. Like He's the dad. And he even
1: says that. I'm yeah. still your dad. Yeah. Imagine if Mark Wahlberg was in this movie. Hey, hey, you're my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make me wait up here. Nuh-uh. uh uh-uh. uh I'm getting out of here. Yeah? yeah, they had that movie. It was called Transformers. <laughs> and it was awful. I know. <laughs>
0: But Chris Pratt is, in this scene, he is actually up against, like he is pushing the queen alien. Like he's not, he's fully arms wrapped around it and he's not getting attacked. Right. Obviously, like the mouth is being, there's a rope in the alien's mouth that's dragging it to one side. It's all tied up, so it is fighting. But he's, (laughs) and this queen is big. Oh, yeah. She's big. And he's just forcefully pushing it into this cage. And it's kind of like a cage like they have in Jurassic Park. hmm That the raptor shooter, is in the beginning. Shooter!
1: Shooter! Shooter!
0: And they are, and nothing happens. <laughs> right. At this point in time, you get to see that these aliens can do a lot more than run fast. Because you see thousands coming over this cliff, and they jump, and they fly, glide, fly,
1: like like flying squirrels yeah. into a chopper <laughs> as it's happening all i all i hear is c3po they fly now <laughs> it's just ridiculous but they
0: swim they fly they 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 literally... fight they crow <laughs> yes soon we'll rufio get hook coming to you a podcast fly. near you the cool part is, before they actually jump onto one chopper, the few that jump off first, the chopper angles itself, right. and the propeller, the blade, just like shreds up, <laughs> 10 or 12 of them. And it just... A, all you see is this like yellow powder. Oh, yeah. It was pretty... pretty. It, was, it was pretty. It was pretty. So, him and her, the father... Uh, They get into a Hummer and they are fifty. There's a there's a minigun on top of it. He's driving, she's shooting. Mm -hmm. It's quite effective. It
1: is and it isn't. Well, they got away. They got away. These things are fast. Oh yeah. But they they must go faster and they did. They did. Mm -hmm. They come into an open beach Mm -hmm.
0: and you don't. It's almost like they gave up. Yeah.
1: I never the understood that when they, you run away for a little while and you're like, let's just stop here and talk. Like, no, 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 you don't. You don't do that. Keep running. <laughs> yeah. Well, for how long? Well, they're in a car. Well, the good news is they were on the beach so they could see if they were coming. So they have plenty of time standing there and talking. So I'll, I'll take that. Right. But this right they did this scene specifically for the heart to
0: heart for father daughter heart to heart. Mm hmm. She comes into it. They separated when she was 12, when she was 14 they got divorced on her 16th birthday. She hears his heartbeat die for the last time because mm-hmm. he got into a car accident right. and died. Right. Mhm. Which just shows the 11 years or 7 years after where he was then because she was 9 in the beginning. They never told you why he died though. Right. Now we get into it. They have this giant base in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. There's two layers of walls, and they bring the female in there for testing. They have to inject it with this tranquilizing serum. Oh, yeah, and it was like an insane amount. Every hour. Yep. Like 180 milligrams or something like that every hour. Which poses the question when the female eventually wakes up, spoiler alert why they didn't continue to inject it with more serum yeah I don't
1: understand I don't know I mean maybe they did and the it, female was just becoming more immune to it after a while I, I don't know but yeah it's just like well just keep on injecting them right so they draw her blood what they think
0: this is like orange goo yeah and they do thousands of testings yeah, And they're trying to bond this, the blood to this toxin that would destroy it. Right. And we go into this montage again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a 37% bond, 49% bond, 56% a bond.
1: Montage.
0: Yeah. 68% bond. It goes back and forth because, you know, over a thousand. You see more small talk between the two of them about life, you know, did... Did their baseball team win the World Series? Did this happen? Did that happen? It kind mm-hmm. of just nothing too deep. While they were working, he looks down at his armband. He has 21 hours until he has to go back. Now the cool thing about this, or the crazy thing, is you don't just choose to go back wherever you are at in that moment. It sucks you right back into right the past, your original present. She then reluctantly tells him her plan that. The plan is, the reason why she brings him is we need to create this toxin. We don't have the technology here to duplicate the toxin. So we're going to have you bring the toxin back to your time to then duplicate it to then kill all the aliens before we even get to this point. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Time travel question. If he does that, he then never originally went into the past, the future to even get the stuff to make it in the first
1: place. And boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly that's where we're at here. I know. So if that's the the ending of
0: this movie actually erases the entire movie. Right. Right. That's, I mean, I love time travel movies, but if you think about it, it's well. If this the is, if only this is MCU,
1: MCU time travel, then this is just another branch. <laughs> <laughs> it just something else just happened. But but here's the thing: what she said though was the whole point was him doing that wasn't going to save them; it was going to save his timeline. And that's what they kind of got at here. That was the whole thing was just like, but I want to save you. And not like, well, you will save me because you'll save everybody. It's, no, I you can't save me. So she was giving up. She was giving up. Everybody's there saying, you save your people. You save your reality. Okay. Because like, we only have a,
0: a, a couple weeks left.
1: Right. But so,
0: in this case, now she only has a couple of moments left because as soon she, as he fixes it, mm-hmm. as soon as he goes back with the toxin, their mm-hmm. timeline's done. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. The thing is, though, is they're taking hundreds of people there. And hundreds are coming back from the past, from the future. So at that point there would be splits, different timelines for each of those people that have gone and come back. No. Oh God. So at this at this point in time, because so many people went and came back, that split, like in like in Loki, would be a massive tree because they would have all these branches everywhere.
1: All these. Almost had all these today. How was it? Oh, you almost had all these. No, I was there. Oh. How was it? It was good. I like going there. It's cheap. Get a lot of stuff. Yeah?
0: hmm Never shopped there.
1: I like it. I should try it. So at this point in time, after she
0: tells everything, magically, the one of the last vials says a hundred percent bond. Boom. It's vial R seven. He takes it and Guess what happens at this point in time? The female starts to wake up. Mm -hmm. Apparently their conversation got so intriguing and they were so engaged that they forgot to... Inject it. Inject the tranquilizer into the female. And this is probably one of the coolest scenes in the movie. I thought these things are coming from everywhere. Mm -hmm. They're swimming. They're flying. They're climbing up the side of these walls. They are coming after the queen because now that she's woken up, they sense where she is Mm -hmm. and they are every. uh, Oh, yeah. If he died in this part, the whole thing would have been done. Well, yeah, everybody would. Because as we we, we find out, there's only 500,000 humans left in the world. Right.
1: This was an insane part of the movie. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Well, so what I, what I like about this movie is when you, when you watch movies, there's always multiple acts in a movie, right? Right. And now, now that movies are, you know, big movies are generally two-plus hours, I mean, nothing's going to be a Snyder Cut, um, but <laughs> now, that, now that movies, it's, it's normal for a movie on this scale— to be a long movie they were able to give you three solid acts you know not and act, act one and act two there's three acts right. there's the there's the beginning here's the situation here's what's going on here's the montage and then we got that and then there's the here's the reality of this of everything this is the explanation um here's what we're going to do and then it's basically we're getting to the end of, of the second act here. The third act is when he goes back home. Right. So the first act is when he's home. The second act is when he's in the future. Right. And the The third third act act is when he's back back home home again. again. So I think that's, that's what made this movie really interesting. And it made it, um, it's hard because a movie this long, when you have a third act, it almost feels like, oh, is this the end? It seems like it's a whole act. Like what, what is this? Because, because you're,
0: cause, uh, 10, 20 years ago, this scene would have been the end
1: of the movie. Oh, yeah. Because it was the big climactic scene of them all attacking. Right, and they would have just ended it there. But no, he wanted to go further and figure out what's going on, but we'll get there, obviously. Um, but here's where, you know, Queen's waking up, they're running away, he's running out of time, he has to get back, and she, and sh- she gets hurt, you know, so she's dying. I mean... So she gets... Uh, white spiked White spiked Into the into the gut I mean they had some Really cool shots And scenes in here When they're running away And you I mean, know The like final hiding. scene When she's falling Oh yeah And you see them Coming up That was Yeah it was nuts And, was he, a, and then he dives down To go get her And then Sucks back in, He sucks him right back up But it's
0: funny In the midst of all this Hell that's the going on The vial out, does not break The vial doesn't break <laughs> And they have time To have another Heart to heart Yep I mean go figure Yeah I mean,
1: Of course they do. The world is
0: collapsing around you. Mm -hmm. It's fire everywhere. Aliens from everywhere. And the queen is the one that finds them. Oh yeah. Like now she has a van like a vendetta against them. Well yeah. Like I'm coming after just the two of you. (laughs) But um she starts to to fall and she's holding on to the to the railway yeah or the walkway and then yeah. he dives after her and saves her it's a very it's a you see it in a lot of movies yeah where they do that in this case though she falls nope and you know she's gonna die he gonna be the hero jumps after mm-hmm. her and then mid-jump sucked right back it sucked right
1: back to the
0: his present
1: right so I, I love this, and this is always the big thing when it it Okay, I always think about this with horror movies, right? So in a horror movie, um, people are being chased by a killer, um, and then they, and in the end, they kill the killer, right? Right. They're going to jail. They killed somebody. I right. That, I mean, that's the thing. Is like you watch these movies, like the good people, <laughs> the people who <laughs> who survive in the end nobody's going to know what just happened. I mean, we watched the movie, so we saw what happened. But this person's the sole survivor from this big situation, and there's a a dead person on their floor. They're getting arrested. Right. But we never see it that way. We always see them with a blanket around them, like, are you okay, and the ambulance is there. And somebody's like, we'll come back and talk later. Not, you're under arrest because you murdered this man. (laughs) (laughs) So, and and I always think, it's funny. I remember when I was... um, when I was getting ready when I first got you know my gun, that was the whole thing they're like, you know if you shoot somebody, it's on you, yeah, I mean that's the thing. it's like you are going to get arrested right like regardless of what of why they came in and whatever happened like it's it's you, you did that
0: i mean you you, you you'll you'll get away you'll get not away with it, but you'll you'll still be innocent, but they'll arrest you first
1: right, and then try you right but you don't see that in movies, so here he gets sent back and nobody knows what went on because they weren't there he was in the future and he's basically like can you guys like listen to me because here's this situation here's what's going on and his big thing is he needs to figure out like where they are so we can you know first we need to we need to mass produce this what he says he sees that that woman with the dreads there when he originally came yeah he's like we need to mass produce these i need to go back with it and she's like we can't go back well right right so now we have to use it here so he, oh whatever you can you can kind of walk no, through. Go ahead, it. go. But no, I'm just it's just it's great because he's trying to convince people we need to do these things, and they're like, oh, I don't believe you, blah blah blah. Like, he, was it, it who was the guy? The governor? Or no, who was he, and why do he have so much power? Was he the secretary? Uh, I think of was Defense the governor or something, or the one who's like, yeah, we're not going to do that because they asked for the permission to go to Russia. Well, that's later on we get the whole Russia thing, but yeah, like he's trying to figure everything out and get it straightened out. But he he notices what what does he get? He takes the claw, right? And, uh, well, the, what happens? We, we skipped had. a part. Is when he's talking to his daughter. His daughter actually says, "Well, what happened was we in
0: 2047. The attack began. Um, our satellites—they came out of our satellites didn't detect them. Yeah, they just—it just happened, mm-hmm. and they came out of Russia, Russia, northern Russia. Right. So when they get back, him and Charlie, because they're both very intelligent, mm-hmm. are looking at the cl- the white spike claw right and they see volcanic ash yeah in it and well we need someone who knows volcanoes
1: <laughs> Martin
0: welcome back Martin um, <laughs> it was so good and what was the you said the line in the beginning it was basically like I've been waiting for this moment like, like let's <laughs> and, and he does that um, have you seen the core have you seen Core? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, where the kid who plays on DJ Qualls, yeah, the little goofy kid. Yeah, from from New Guy. Yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. he's like, I need this. I need a lifetime's worth of Twinkies or right, something right, like that. Right, 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 right. He kind of pulls that attitude off. He's like, yeah. laptop yeah. now, laptop. <laughs> and Charlie's like, I like this kid. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and he goes over because they're like the volcanoes from China.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: how did ash from a volcano in China end up in Russia
1: right that's where you explain that you know it carried over and this yeah
0: right and then this is the part that this is the one part that I said in the beginning that ruined the movie for me is they didn't dig down they dug out they waited for it to thaw global warming is what caused this whole thing. right yep <laughs> that was the one part of this movie that ruined it for me um I mean they had to bring in some politically correct aspect to this film I mean it, it is Amazon mm-hmm. um but there's thousands of feet of ice that melted in 30 years hmm no, yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: hard to believe me but they're like they did not dig down they dug up they've been here the whole time we don't know how long they've been here for um they thought out right now at this point this is where they asked the guy for a pilot and a crew in the military to go over to Russia the governor whatever says not a chance we're not gonna start doing that right we need someone to help mm-hmm. who do they
1: know who can get across borders and well, all that stuff I know
0: a pilot yeah J.K. Simmons
1: dad so he goes over
0: and he does the one thing that his dad's always said is that if you ever need my help just ask he goes dad I need help yep we need to illegally fly over russia land and do this so they land they're on this giant glacier in northern russia they're on their snowmobiles and they're 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 going for something all of a sudden their their trackers all of a sudden just almost like their
1: compasses are demagnetized right there's an issue there's some kind of magnet uh magnetization Magna- whatever i'm, I'm done
0: lee is down and out um and all of a sudden they set these chargers to blow the ice up and a giant like canyon bigger than what they expected just like it it just creates this giant cavern um they go down into it they're walking around they see the ship yep just there it is i mean it, it makes sense you know, it's too easy, but it still makes sense. So they have a plan. Should we go back and tell people? Should we tell the governments? And they're like, yeah, well, the governments are just going to talk about it. So let's just kill them now. They go in, they inject one of the aliens, and it, like, blows up. Disintegrates. It disintegrates. Yeah, it's just
1: like, okay. Doing this somehow magically wakens the rest of them. It wasn't just one. They did a few. They did a few on that side, one or two, but then there's like seven more that they didn't get yet. Right,
0: and then another whole room full of them. Oh yeah, and another whole room full of them, and then the queen. Well, the queen escapes. They blow the ship up. There's a lot of there's a little bit of fighting. So you're thinking it's done, but the queen escapes and she is now up on the surface, running around. And now Charlie. <laughs> Um, and then Forrester and his dad are all chasing him. Right. And there's some crazy fight scenes. The thing is getting cut up. It's getting ripped up. It's getting shot at. Oh, yeah. It's attacking. It's it falls off a cliff. It comes back to all this. At some point in time, Forrester takes the spike that he has and shoves it into the thing's neck. <laughs> he then takes the venom, shoves it into the thing's arm. Yep. It bites off its own oh, arm. Oh, that was so cool. Continues to fight. Like, this thing is smart. Oh, yeah.
1: But then, <laughs> they're all fighting it. <laughs> Again, nobody's getting white spiked. Nobody. Well, he's get, they're getting shot at. Right. But no one's getting hit. Yeah, the thing is, no one's getting it.
0: Right. So then he finally hits it in the eye with something and stabs it and says die (laughs) and he's he yells at it for it to die and then the thing basically falls off a cliff it's dying it dies the whole thing and jk simmons is laying there because you think he because he actually cuts his hand right thinking that the blood will attract it did it did Mm -hmm. um and then you see chris pratt jump in front of it But actually, he does get he does get stabbed right there because he white spiked them, mm-hmm. and Chris Pratt jumps in front of his dad, and gets jabbed in the shoulder.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then tells it to die, and then you see his dad laying there, and he goes, "Did you just say die? Did you just tell it to die?" He's like, "Yeah, I yeah. did." He goes, like, "Well, it worked." Well, it worked. Why didn't you do it sooner? <laughs> 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 and then, oddly enough,
1: Charlie. Comes out of nowhere. Comes out of nowhere and just is right there with him. First of all, when Charlie was taking out the white, the white spike there with the, with the circular saw. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful. It was Uh, amazing because he just. Well, because he's been hiding the whole movie. So he finally comes back and does it like, whoa, I did not expect that. Right. Well, because he hides and he's like, this time
0: I'm not hiding. I'm going after this. Right. Um. And at this point in time, he has saved the world. He has saved... Because when he first comes back, he goes home. His wife is waiting for him at the landing site. He goes home. His daughter has made this welcome home sign that she made the day after he left. Mm -hmm. Um, And you see that connection still. He tells his wife that he met his daughter 30 years into the future. Mm -hmm. You have all of that. So you know that the whole point of this movie is him is trying... He's trying to save his daughter. Why he's not trying to save his wife is beyond me. But he wants to save his daughter. So, premise of the movie, aliens are already here. We apparently don't know that because they're under thousands of feet of glacier ice caps. Mm -hmm. Global warming will be the end of it. Not because, like in the movie Knowing, where... (laughs) It destroys the ozone and solar flares kill us, but it will actually melt the ice caps, the polar ice caps, reveal hidden alien creatures that have been frozen there for thousands of years, who will then kill us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because they didn't land there, they, they, crashed, were, they there. crashed there. Very Transformers. Right. Yep. Identical to Transformers, actually. <laughs> Autobots roll out. Roll out. So, overall, as a, when I first watched it, overall, for an action movie, for a Chris Pratt movie, doing something different than he normally does, you know, if I was on a scale of 1 to 10, it'd be a 7 or an 8 for me. Mm-hmm. I would definitely watch it multiple times. Yeah. Um, I would recommend it. There are holes with the timeline. I mean, the, the time travel part, that is in every movie that does time travel. And there is the one part of the global warming that ruins it for me but outside of that i loved the movie
1: yeah i liked it yeah I, I definitely want to re-watch it again before i have a full and complete review and rating for it um which we need to discuss our rating system again
0: yeah <laughs> we didn't like the
1: last one i gave i don't think the grayscale is a good idea <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't work too well <laughs> not at all oh man Anyway, yeah, I think I think it's definitely a movie worth watching again. Um, it's no, it's no tenet where it's like I have to watch it again or I'll, or, I'll, or I'll I won't have any idea. But it's definitely one that I want to rewatch now that I know where it's going to pick up everything else. Whenever you have time travel involved, you need to watch it twice because right. that's when you can pick up the subtle details that add to it. Or, or time travel or like a mystery. Right. You
0: know. Yeah, you, I watch this once and then watch it again to take notes. Yeah. And. There was stuff that I caught from the first time but that I saw a little bit more. Right. Because um, a lot of the stuff in this, was it wasn't hidden. It was yeah. very out there and very obvious. Very spoon-fed. I, sta- very, I started, started watching Tenet, and I was, I was on a day where I was like half yeah, falling you need, asleep. Yeah, you need a day where you're wide awake to watch that movie. And I'm 20 minutes into it, and I'm like, I have no clue what's going on.
1: Yeah, most people don't when they're awake. So, yeah. You- so here's That's what. That's a Chris Nolan movie, right? Yes. Yeah, so here's what Chris Nolan did, right? He did The Dark Knights, he did, the, you know, um, Inception and all that stuff, and then he did Interstellar, which was phenomenal. Which was great. It was a great movie, but Will will tell you that he didn't like Interstellar as much as most people because Chris Nolan pulled a Spielberg and basically spoon-fed everything. Like they explained everything. They didn't leave things up to the imagination. Like remember the end of, of Inception. Is he dreaming or is he not? Is the top going to fall over? Is it, Right. You know, it looked like, oh, it wobbled for a second. Maybe it fell. We don't know. But Interstellar was pretty cut and dry. Here's what happened. Here's why it happened. There you go. It was the it was the most Spielbergian, Spielbergian um, Chris Nolan film. Right. Because he did it like that. So then he says... Because it gave away the whole idea of the black hole. Yeah, it gave the whole thing away. Tenet does not... At yeah. all. Like the whole movie, you go, I mean, I get it, but I still have like, I don't know, 507 questions, you know, like that's, that's how they do it. And then there's theories that people have, and I'm like, they should make a second movie. If they made a second movie, it'd be so cool because there's so much they could do with the second movie.
0: Well, all but, I've, all I've seen so far is he gets recruited for something. No idea what he gets recruited for. He is in this auditorium. I think or a school or somewhere yeah. and he's in a gunfight and that, yeah 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 and then he's on this ship and he's recruited for something and he has no idea what he's
1: recruited <laughs> for but then he's in the middle of it and he knows exactly what he's doing and right there's I, a I, lot going on there What? Now, I don't you, get it. You you know that was Denzel's son, right? Was it really? Yeah. Denzel Washington's son. That's you, can, cool. you can hear it in his voice. At one point, he's like, "He made his billions in gas," and he, the way he says it, I'm like, "Was that just straight up Denzel?" Like, "Whoa, that's pretty." I haven't noticed um, that. Fred's name, something Washington is his name. Anyway, so we um, should we should do that movie on here. And just go, huh? We've done for tenet. an hour. We did a Tenet a already. Oh, you did? We did, but we're gonna we're gonna rewatch it and then redo a podcast. So if you want to join us for that, I do. Then you can. I do. Um, but we discussed that. We like, you know, this movie deserves two viewings and probably two reviews. Um, but the the cool thing about this, and again, I know we're going way off topic. We're not talking about Tomorrow War anymore. But just talking about how movies are put together and sometimes it's they lay it on thick and pretty obvious. Um, what was I talking about? <laughs> <laughs> just to be here and to see. <laughs> what? He's
0: meant uh uh <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow
1: War. Not talking about Tomorrow War, going into Tenet Tenet and how movies are made. Tenet, how movies are made. Oh, oh, oh. So the cool thing about Tenet is Christopher Nolan, he did Memento, which we've talked about. Which is a phenomenal movie. Right. Now, he made that movie, and he really dialed back what he was thinking about. So what Tenet is, it's basically his no-holds-barred, I have a big budget now and can make a crazy movie movie. His original idea that he wanted to do with Memento. Because remember how Memento was like, it's all backwards, but yet the story's going forwards at the same time? Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah. So you've got one part of the story that's going forward, and the rest of it's all going backwards. Yeah, when you see him in the hotel... It's forward. It's forward. When you see the actual story, it's going backwards. Which is so cool about that. So you get it. But that was the whole... Th- he wanted to do a movie like that where there was this, this continuous something going forward, something going backward, and that's what he did with Tenet. So it's kind of cool that he got a chance to to actually do his vision that he had now that he's built up a reputation, was able to get a, a bigger budget and make the movie right. that he wanted. So... Um, I know he's not. I mean, certain people who make certain films like that generally don't make sequels. I mean, there were sequels, obviously, for Dark Knight because I mean, heck, it's Dark Knight, right? Um, and it was just it was it it's a superhero movie, so therefore, uh, hero, whatever, right? Like uh, he's not super, but so I I really think if if he was to do a sequel, Tenet two would be fantastic. It probably would because I mean, you'll have to watch it so you'll see what I'm saying. But I I'd love to t- discuss our. My Uh, theories. I have at least a week and a half left. I'm doing a TV fast right now. TV fast.
0: Entertainment fast, yeah. Yep. Movies, TVs. Well, I I, did mine like two
1: weeks ago. Yeah.
0: Well, I was, you know, I work out and I work out in my basement, my workout room. I usually put a TV show on. Tonight I did it just to music and I was like, oh, this is a great, I'm not going to work out to TV anymore. Mm -hmm. I had a much better workout just putting on some crazy rock music and just crazy rock, music. Crazy was rock it, music was it was
1: it Scorpions?
0: no actually it was old school Petra <laughs> and I loved it
1: I actually loved it I was listening to Scorpions earlier <laughs> um, there's no one like you
0: <laughs> okay um, Tenet though I, I definitely want to see Tenet yep and I'm going to need what's like a two and a half hour movie mm, yeah it's up there it's, it's long. long yeah is is it too long for the for the type of movie that it is though? Do you get
1: lost an hour um, into it?
0: No, because I got lost half an hour into it. Yeah, but
1: you you have to be awake for it. You have to be ready. You have to be able to commit. Ugh. Mm. Um. I I watched the movie. I want to say two and a half times, which is saying a lot. Um, so that's a lot of that yeah. movie. Well, yeah, but anyway, we'll we'll talk Tenant when we are ready to talk tenant again right but um if, if for those of you who haven't heard it uh will and i did talk about tenant back in december so that should be you know you can find it up here um anywhere that you can get our podcast you can mm-hmm. find our tenant review i'll have um, to watch it listen to your podcast and then yeah join for the third conversation for the second conversation yep
0: yeah so um but it is wow it's approaching our late hour
1: lee is half passed out I my eyes have been rolling in the back of my head since a third of the way through this, yep. and I'm I'm looking directly at you. Like, is he watching me? Just like, Paul, go like, out. Yep. <laughs> um, so he's half passed out. So with that being
0: said, um, if you heard their last podcast, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Good night.